afternoon. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in soggy Seattle with a roundup of today's top stories. It's Tuesday, December 5th. Multiple rivers in western Washington are flooding today due to all this heavy rain and melting snow. Casey Martin is here with the worst of the flooding so far. People all over are throwing down sandbags and moving to higher ground. From the Skagit River near Concrete to the Snohomish and Tolt Rivers close to Carnation. In Arlington, the Stillaguamish River is close to its highest recorded point of over 21 feet. We're actually pretty shocked by it too. Like the water's just about to be like at our door. It kind of happened pretty quickly. Jen works at Western Nursery Sales, close to the banks of the river in Arlington. She says she's never seen the water get as high as the business before. We're at the point now where I think the parking lot's about full, so we're shutting down right now, to be completely honest. Amtrak said Tuesday it is suspending service between Seattle and Portland because of a landslide. Trains are expected to run again on Thursday. Casey Martin, KUW News. The atmospheric river washing over western Washington is setting records. Yesterday, Seattle got 1.5 inches of rain. That broke the rain record that dates back to 1946. And famously wet Forks, Washington on the Olympic Peninsula counted 4.7 inches in a day. But a break is ahead. Here's the forecast from Kirby Cook with the National Weather Service. We are expecting it to uh, slide south and and ease as we get into tomorrow, so we'll see um, precipitation continue, but um, maybe not quite as heavy as what we're seeing today. Cook adds that soils are super saturated right now, so he too is concerned about more landslides. Another more wind-driven storm is forecast for Saturday. New in environment news, Washington state is banning some of the grossest, most harmful synthetic gases known. These climate super pollutants are called HFCs. You probably have them in your home. They're used in refrigerators and air conditioners. Len McCoot is with the Washington Department of Ecology. HFCs can have hundreds to thousands of times the impact of the same volume of carbon dioxide. Air conditioners, heat pumps, and dehumidifiers made with the super pollutants will be illegal to make or sell starting in January. The ban does not affect existing equipment. Engineering experts say the newer, less harmful coolants work just as well as the old ones, but ecology officials say the cost of some of those household appliances could go up by about $30. Nude Beach news today. The community meeting on whether to install a kids' playground near Denny Blaine Beach is tomorrow night. The city of Seattle is proposing a children's play area up the lawn from what is a popular nude beach and is also frequented by members of the queer community. People can give feedback in person tomorrow night at the Martin Luther King FAME Community Center. Opponents have proposed three alternative locations to protect Denny Blaine Beach, and it's bold beachgoers. The Supreme Court of the United States heard the pleas of a wealthy Redmond couple today over their taxes. And it's looking like the case may not go the way that Redmond's Charles and Kathleen Moore want. The case is a bit complicated. 
but essentially they're arguing against taxes on foreign income. Charles Moore put money into an Indian company and then was taxed $15,000 on his share of profits. But today the Supreme Court seemed inclined to uphold the tax. It's a narrow wealth tax case, but it's getting a lot of attention among Washington's wealthy. Now, an update on the Alaska Airlines pilot who tried to shut down a plane mid-flight. An Oregon grand jury has indicted him with less severe charges than the felonies he previously faced. Oregon Public Broadcasting's Conrad Wilson reports. Joseph David Emerson initially faced 83 counts of attempted murder for actions that forced a plane going from Everett, Washington to San Francisco to divert to Portland International Airport on October 22nd. But the grand jury declined to indict on those more serious charges. Instead, he now faces 83 misdemeanor counts of recklessly endangering another person. He also faces a single felony count of endangering an aircraft. Emerson was off-duty when he rode in the cockpit jump seat on a flight home after spending the weekend grieving the death of his closest friend. Emerson said he spent years struggling with untreated depression, and he had what appears to be a drug-induced mental health crisis. After his arrest, Emerson told police he took hallucinogenic mushrooms days earlier. The U.S. Department of Justice has also charged Emerson with a federal crime, interference with flight crew members and attendants. I'm Comrade Wilson in Portland. our community corner of the show today. Starting this week, Seattle's Central District will have more foot patrols of community members. The nonprofit group Community Passageways is doing it during peak school commuting hours. It's part of a greater strategy to deter crime and build a more connected neighborhood. Mark Rivers is the director of Street Team Outreach. Because we, we have a lot of people who are in the neighborhood who look at these young people and just watch them walk by. But we, what we want to do is know their names. We want to let them know that we're here uh, and that we support them. The work they're doing is not supposed to be an alternative to police. He says the goal is to build relationships, which could also soothe tensions in the community. They'll be looking to hire around 12 to 14 new staff members in the next few months, on top of the 12 they have now in different neighborhoods in Seattle. King County is seeing a surge in evictions this year, a major hardship on its own. And it means local families are also struggling to buy food. Ruby DeLuna reports. Edmund Witter says there have been more than 600 eviction cases filed in October. He saw a lot of evictions during the Great Recession in 2008, but this recent sharp rise surpasses that. Witter is an attorney at the Housing Justice Project. Most of the stories we hear from clients are that they fell behind because of temporary unemployment, a medical emergency, or loss in the family. To cope, families end up forgoing food to make rent. Alex Ashbrook is with the Food Research and Action Center in Washington, D.C. She says a growing number of studies show the link between housing instability and food insecurity, often leading to harmful health effects for children. We see that it leads to poor physical and mental health um, and hinders their physical development, educational progress. Rates of food insecurity are higher for Black and Latino families compared to white households. Ruby DeLuna, KUOW News. A couple more things of note. A deal's been struck between Providence Regional Medical Center in Everett and its nurses who went on strike last month. Union members still need to approve the contract, but the Everett Daily Herald says it would give nurses a 21.5% pay raise over three years. 
And we're on Heisman Trophy Watch in Seattle. UW quarterback Michael Penix Jr. is heading to New York this week to find out if he'll receive this year's Heisman. Sports Illustrated says only seven other Huskies have been nominated for the honor. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another News Roundup. See ya.